19. One in labor, not have strength, unless she has help, to bring a child into the world, which, provided she be healthy and well formed, ought not to be. How graphically the Bible tells of delicate women not having strength to bring children into the world, for the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. 2 Kings XIX. 3. 14. To sparing. Menstruation at another time is to sparing, this is a frequent cause of sterility. Medical aid, in the majority of cases, will be able to remedy the defect, and, by doing so, will probably be the means of bringing the womb into a healthy state, and thus predisposed to conception. Celebrated prescriptions for all diseases and how to use them. Vinegar for hives. After trying many remedies in a severe case of hives, Mr. Swain found vinegar lotion gave instant relief, and subsequent trials in other cases have been equally successful. One part of water to two parts of vinegar is the strength most suitable. Throat trouble. A teaspoonful of salt in a cup of hot water makes a safe and excellent gargle in most throat troubles. For sweating feet with bad odor, wash the feet in warm water with borax, and if this don't cure, use a solution of permanganate to destroy the fader, about 5 grains to each ounce of water, amenorrhea, the following is recommended as a reliable amenagogue in many cases of functional amenorrhea, bichloride of mercury, arsenite of sodium, AAGR, IIJ, sulfate of strychnine, GR, ISS, carbonate of potassium, sulfate of iron, AAGR, XLV. Mix and divide into 60 pills. Sig. One pill after each meal. Sick headache. Take a spoonful of finely powdered charcoal in a small glass of warm water to relieve a sick headache. It absorbs the gases produced by the fermentation of a digested food. An excellent eyewash. Acetate of zinc. 20 grains. Acetate of morphia. 5 grains. Rose water. 4 ounces. Mix. For films and cataracts of the eyes. Bloodroot pulverized, 1 ounce, hog's lard, 3 ounces, mix, simmer for 20 minutes, then strain, when cold put a little in the eyes twice or three times a day, for burns and sores, pitch burgundy, 2 pounds, beeswax, 1 pound, hog's lard, 1 pound, mix all together and simmer over a slow fire until the whole are well mixed together, then stir it until cold, apply on muslin to the parts affected, for chapped hands, Olive oil, 6 ounces, camphor beet fine, 1 to ounce, mix, dissolve by gentle heat over slow fire and when cold apply to the hand freely, intoxication, a man who is helplessly intoxicated may almost immediately restore the faculties and powers of locomotion by taking half a teaspoonful of chloride of ammonium in a goblet of water, a wine glassful of strong vinegar will have the same effect and is frequently resorted to by drunken soldiers, nervous disability, Headache, neuralgia, nervousness, fluid extract of skullcap, 1 ounce, fluid extract American valerian, 1 ounce, fluid extract catnip, 1 ounce, mix all, dose, from 15 to 30 drops every 2 hours, in water, most valuable, a valuable tonic in all conditions of debility and want of appetite, comp, tincture of syncona in teaspoonful doses in a little water, half hour before meals, Another excellent tonic tincture of gentian, 1 ounce, tincture of columba, 1 ounce, tincture of colinsomia, 1 ounce, mix all, dose, 1 tablespoonful in 1 tablespoonful of water before meals, remedy for chapped hands, when doing housework, if your hands become chapped or red, 
Mix cornmeal and vinegar into a stiff paste and apply to the hands two or three times a day. After washing them in hot water, then let dry without wiping, and rub with glycerin. At night use cold cream, and wear gloves. Bleeding. Very hot water is a prompt checker of bleeding. Besides if it is clean, as it should be, it aids in sterilizing our wound. Treatment for cramp. Wherever friction can be conveniently applied, heat will be generated by it and the muscle again reduced to a natural condition, but if the pains proceed from the contraction of some muscle located internally, burnt brandy is an excellent remedy. A severe attack which will not yield to this simple treatment may be conquered by administering a small dose of laudanum or ether, best given under medical supervision. Treatment for colic castor oil, given as soon as the symptoms of colic manifest themselves, has frequently afforded relief. At any rate, the irritating substances must be expelled from the alimentary canal before the pains will subside. All local remedies will be ineffectual, and consequently the purgative should be given in large doses until a copious evacuation is produced. Treatment for heartburn. If soda, taken in small quantities after meals, does not relieve the distress, one may rest assured that the fluid is an alkali and requires an acid treatment. Proceed. After reading to squeeze 10 drops of lemon juice into a small quantity of water, and swallow it. The habit of daily life should be made to conform to the laws of health, or local treatment will prove futile. Biliousness. For biliousness, squeeze the juice of the lime or small lemon into half a glass of cold water, then stir in a little baking soda and drink while it foams. This receipt will also relieve sick headache if taken at the beginning. Turpentine applications. Mix turpentine and lard in equal parts warmed and rubbed on the chest. It is a safe, reliable and mild counter-irritant and revulsant in minor lung complications. Treatment for mumps. It is very important that the face and neck be kept warm. Avoid catching cold, and regulate the stomach and bowels, because when aggravated, this disease is communicated to other glands, and assumes their a serious form. Rest and quiet, with a good condition of the general health, will throw off this disease without further inconvenience. Treatment for felon, all medication, such as poulticing, anointing, and the applications of lotions, is but useless waste of time. The surgeon's knife should be used as early as possible, for it will be required sooner or later and the more promptly it can be applied, the less danger is there from the disease, and the more agony is spared to the unfortunate victim. Treatment for stabs, a wound made by thrusting a dagger or other oblong instrument into the flesh, is best treated. If no artery has been severed, by applying lint scraped from a linen cloth, which serves as an obstruction, allowing and assisting coagulation, meanwhile cold water should be applied to the parts adjoining the wound. Treatment for mashed nails. If the injured member be plunged into very hot water the nail will become pliable and adapt itself to the new condition of things, thus alleviating agony to some extent. A small hole may be bored on the nail with a pointed instrument, so adroitly as not to cause pain yet so successfully as to relieve pressure on the sensitive tissues. Free applications of arnica or iodine will have an excellent effect. Treatment for foreign body in the eye. When any foreign body enters the eye, close it instantly, and keep it still until you have an opportunity to ask the assistance of someone, then have the upper lid folded over a pencil and the exposed surfaces closely searched, if the body be invisible. Catch the averted lid by the lashes, and drawing it down over the lower lid, Suddenly release it, and it will resume its natural position, and successful in this attempt, 
you may be pretty well assured that the object has become lodged in the tissues, and will require the assistance of a skilled operator to remove it. Cuts. A drop or two of creosote on a cut will stop its bleeding. Treatment for poison O poison ID poison SUMACH. Mr. Charles Morris, of Philadelphia, who has studied the subject closely, uses, as a sovereign remedy, frequent bathing of the affected parts in water as hot as can be borne. If used immediately after exposure, it may prevent the eruption appearing. If later, it allays the itching, and gradually dries up the swellings, though they are very stubborn after they have once appeared. But an application every few hours keeps down the intolerable itching, which is the most annoying feature of sumac poisoning. In addition to this, the ordinary astringent ointments are useful, as is also that sovereign lotion, lead water and laudanum. Mr. Morris adds to these a preventive prescription of wide-open eyes, bites and stings of insects, wash with a solution of ammonia water, bites of mad dogs, apply caustic potash at once to the wound, and give enough whiskey to cause sleep, burns, make a paste of common baking soda and water, and apply it promptly to the burn, it will quickly check the pain and inflammation, cold on chest, a flannel rag run out in boiling water and sprinkled with turpentine, laid on the chest, gives the greatest relief, cough, boil one ounce of flaxseed in a pint of water, strain, and add a little honey, one ounce of rock candy, and the juice of three lemons, mix and boil well, Drink as hot as possible. Strained ankle or wrist. Wash the ankle very frequently with cold salt and water, which is far better than warm vinegar or decoction of herbs. Keep the foot as cool as possible to prevent inflammation, and sit with it elevated on a high cushion. Live on low diet, and take every morning some cooling medicine, such as Epsom salts. It cures in a few days. Chillblains, strains, etc. One raw egg well beaten. Half a pint of vinegar. 1 ounce spirits of turpentine, a quarter of an ounce of spirits of wine, a quarter of an ounce of camphor, these ingredients to be beaten together, then put in a bottle and shaken for 10 minutes, after which, to be corked down tightly to exclude the air, in half an hour it is fit for use, to be well rubbed into, 3, or 4 times a day, for rheumatism in the head, to be rubbed at the back of the neck and behind the ears, in chillblains this remedy is to be used before they are broken. How to remove superfluous hair. Sulfate of arsenic. 1 ounce, quick lime. 1 ounce, prepared lard. 1 ounce, white wax. 1 ounce, melt the wax. Add the lard. When nearly cold, stir in the other ingredients. Apply to the superfluous hair. Allowing it to remain on from 5 to 10 minutes. Use a table knife to shave off the hair. Then wash with soap and warm water. Dispatch a cure. Powdered rhubarb, 2 drams, bicarbonate of sodium, 6 drams, fluid extract of gentian, 3 drams, peppermint water, 7 and a half ounces, mix them, dose, a teaspoonful half an hour before meals, for neuralgia, tincture of belladonna, 1 ounce, tincture of camphor, 1 ounce, tincture of arnica, 1 ounce, tincture of opium, 1 ounce, mix them, apply over the seat of the pain and give 10 to 20 drops in sweetened water every 2 hours, for coughs, colds, etc. Syrup of morphia, 3 ounces, syrup of tar, 3 and a half ounces, chloroform, 1 tri ounce, glycerin, 1 tri ounce, mix them, dose, a teaspoonful 3 or 4 times a day, to cure hives, compound syrup of squill, US 3 ounces, syrup of ipecac, US 1 ounce, mix them, dose, 
a teaspoonful, to cure sick headache, gather sumac leaves in the summer, and spread them in the sun a few days to dry, then powder them fine, and smoke, morning and evening for two weeks, also whenever there are symptoms of approaching headache, use a new clay pipe, if these directions are adhered to, this medicine will surely effect a permanent cure, whooping cough, dissolve a scruple of salt of tartar in a gel of water, add to it 10 grains of cochineal, sweeten it with sugar, give to an infant a quarter teaspoonful four times a day, two years old, one half teaspoonful, from four years, a tablespoonful, great care is required in the administration of medicines to infants, we can assure paternal inquirers that the foregoing may be depended upon, cut our bruise, apply the moist surface of the inside coating or skin of the shell of a raw egg, it will adhere of itself, leave no scar, and heal without pain, disinfectant, Chloride of lime should be scattered at least once a week under sinks and wherever sewer gas is likely to penetrate. Costiveness. Common charcoal is highly recommended for costiveness. It may be taken in tea or tablespoonful, or even larger doses, according to the exigencies of the case. Mixed with molasses, repeating it as often as necessary. Bathe the bowels with pepper and vinegar, or take two ounces of rhubarb. Add one ounce of rust of iron. Infuse in one quart of wine half a wine glassful every morning, or take pulverized bloodroot, one dram, pulverized rhubarb, one dram, castile soap, two scruples, mix and roll into 32 pills, take one, morning and night, by following these directions it may perhaps save you from a severe attack of the piles, or some other kindred disease, to cure deafness, obtain pure pickerel oil, and apply four drops morning and evening to the ear, Great care should be taken to obtain oil that is perfectly pure. Deafness. Take three drops of sheep's call. Warm and drop it into the ear on going to bed. The ear must be syringed with warm soap and water in the morning. The gall must be applied for three successive nights. It is only efficacious when the deafness is produced by cold. The most convenient way of warming the gall is by holding it in a silver spoon over the flame of the light. The above remedy has been frequently tried with perfect success. Doubt. This is called Birch's recipe for rheumatic doubt or acute rheumatism, commonly called in England the Chelsea pensioner. Half an ounce of nitre saltpetre, half an ounce of sulphur, half an ounce of flour of mustard, half an ounce of turkey rhubarb, quarter of an ounce of powdered glycum. Mix and take a teaspoonful every other night for three nights, and omit three nights in a wine glassful of cold water which has been previously well boiled. Ringworm. The head is to be washed twice a day with soft soap and warm soft water, when dried the places to be rubbed with a piece of linen rag dipped in ammonia from gas tar, the patient should take a little sulfur and molasses, or some other genuine appearant. Every morning, brushes and combs should be washed every day, and the ammonia kept tightly corked. Piles. Hemomelis. Both internally or as an injection in rectum. Bathe the parts with cold water or with astringent lotions, as alum water especially in bleeding piles. Ointment of malic acid and calomel is of repute. The best treatment of all island suppositories of iodoform. Ergotine, of tannic acid, which can be made at any drug store. Chicken pox. No medicine is usually needed, except a tea made from pleurisy root, to make the child sweat. Milk diet is the best, avoidance of animal food, careful attention to the bowels, keep cool and avoid exposure to cold. Scarlet fever. Cold water compress on the throat. Fats and oils rubbed on hands and feet. 
The temperature of the room should be about 68 degrees Fahrenheit, and all drafts avoided. Mustard baths for retrocession of the rash and to bring it out. Diet, ripe fruit, toast, gruel, beef, tea and milk. Stimulants are useful to counteract depression of the vital forces. False measles or rose rash. It requires no treatment except hygienic. Keep the bowels open. Nourishing diet. And if there is itching, moisten the skin with 5%. Solution of aconite or solution of starch and water. Bilious attacks. Drop doses of muriatic acid in a wine glass of water every 4 hours. Or the following prescription. Bicarbonate of soda. 1 dram. Aromatic spirits of ammonia. 2 drams. Peppermint water. 4 ounces. Dose. Take a teaspoonful every 4 hours. Diarrhea. The following prescription is generally all that will be necessary. Acetate of lead. 8 grains. Domarabic. 2 drams. Acetate of morphia. 1 grain. And cinnamon water. 8 ounces. Take a teaspoonful every 3 hours. Be careful not to eat too much food. Some consider. The best treatment is too fast. And it is a good suggestion. Patients should keep quiet and have the room of the warm and even temperature. Vomiting. Ice dissolved in the mouth. Often cures vomiting when all remedies fail. Much depends on the diet of persons liable to such attacks. This should be easily digestible food. Taken often and in small quantities. Vomiting can often be arrested by applying a mustard paste over the region of the stomach. It is not necessary to allow it to remain until the parts are blistered. But it may be removed when the part becomes thoroughly red. And reapplied if required after the redness has disappeared. One of the secrets to relieve vomiting is to give the stomach perfect rest, not allowing the patient even a glass of water, as long as the tendency remains to throw it up again. Nervous headache. Extract theosinus 5 grains. Pulverized camphor 5 grains. Mix. Make 4 pills. One to be taken when the pain is most severe in nervous headache. Or 3 drops tincture nuts vomica in a spoonful of water. 2 or 3 times a day. Bleeding from the nose. From whatever cause may generally be stopped by putting a plug of lint into the nostril, if this does not do. Apply a cold lotion to the forehead, raise the head and place both arms over the head, so that it will rest on both hands, dip the lint plug, slightly moistened, in some powdered domarabic, and plug the nostrils again, or dip the plug into equal parts of domarabic and alum. An easier and simpler method is to place a piece of writing paper on the gums of the upper jaw, under the upper lip and let it remain there for a few minutes. Boils. Beef should be brought to a head by warm poultices of chamomile flowers, or boiled white lily root, or onion root, by fermentation with hot water, or by stimulating plasters. When ripe they should be destroyed by a needle or a lancet, but this should not be attempted until they are thoroughly proved. Bunions may be checked in their early development by binding the joint with adhesive plaster, and keeping it on as long as any uneasiness is felt. The bandaging should be perfect, and it might be well to extend it round the foot and inflamed bunion should be poulticed, and larger shoes be worn. Iodine 12 grains, lard or spermaceti ointment half an ounce, makes a capital ointment for bunions. It should be rubbed on gently twice or three times a day. Felons, 1 tablespoonful of red lead, and 1 tablespoonful of castile soap, and mix them with as much weak lye as will make it soft enough to spread like a salve and apply it on the first appearance of the felon, and it will cure in 10 or 12 days. Care for warts. The easiest way to get rid of warts, is to pare off the thickened skin which covers the prominent wart, 
cut it off by successive layers and shave it until you come to the surface of the skin, until you draw blood in two or three places, then rub the part thoroughly over with lunar caustic, and one effective operation of this kind will generally destroy the wart, if not, you cut off the black spot which has been occasioned by the caustic, and apply it again, or you may apply acetic acid, and thus you will get rid of it, care must be taken in applying these acids, not to rub them on the skin around the wart, once, take the yolk of some eggs, beat up, and add as much fine salt as will dissolve, and apply a plaster to the one every 10 hours, it cures without pain or any other inconvenience, how to cure apoplexy, bad breath and quinsy, 1, apoplexy, apoplexy occurs only in the corpulent or obese, and those of gross or high living, treatment raise the head to a nearly upright position, loosen all tight clothes, strings, etc. and apply cold water to the head and warm water and warm cloths to the feet, have the apartment cool and well ventilated, give nothing by the mouth until the breathing is relieved, and then only draughts of cold water, 2. Bad breath, bad or foul breath will be removed by taking a teaspoonful of the following mixture after each meal, 1 ounce chloride of soda, 1 ounce liquor of potassa, 1 and 1 half ounces phosphate of soda, and 3 ounces of water, 3. Quincy. This is an inflammation of the tonsils, or common inflammatory sore throat, commences with a slight feverish attack, with considerable pain and swelling of the tonsils, causing some difficulty in swallowing, as the attack advances, these symptoms become more intense, there is headache, thirst, a painful sense of tension, and acute darting pains in the ears, the attack is generally brought on by exposure to cold, and lasts from 5 to 7 days, when it subsides naturally or an abscess may form in tonsils and burst, or the tonsils may remain enlarged, the inflammation subsiding, home treatment, the patient should remain in a warm room, the diet chiefly milk and good broths, some cooling laxative and diaphoretic medicine may be given, but the greatest relief will be found in the frequent inhalation of the steam of hot water through an inhaler, or in the old-fashioned way through the spout of a teapot, sensible rules for the nurse, remember to be extremely neat in dress, a few drops of hartshorn in the water used for daily bathing will remove the disagreeable odors of warmth and perspiration. Never speak of the symptoms of your patient in his presence, unless questioned by the doctor, whose orders you are always to obey implicitly. Remember never to be a gossip or tattler, and always to hold sacred the knowledge which, to a certain extent, you must obtain of the private affairs of your patient and the household in which you nurse. Never contradict your patient, nor argue with him nor let him see that you are annoyed about anything, never whisper in the sick room, if your patient be well enough, and wishes you to talk to him, speak in a low, distinct voice, on cheerful subjects, don't relate painful hospital experiences, nor give details of the maladies of former patients, and remember never to startle him with accounts of dreadful crimes or accidents that you have read in the newspapers, write down the orders that the physician gives you as to time for giving the medicines, food, etc., keep the room bright unless the doctor orders it darkened, let the air of the room be as pure as possible, and keep everything in order, but without being fussy and bustling, the only way to remove dust in a sick room is to wipe everything with a damp cloth, remember to carry out all vessels covered, empty and wash them immediately, and keep some disinfectant in them, remember that to leave the patient's untasted food by his side, from meal to meal, in hopes that he will eat it in the interval, is simply to prevent him from taking any food at all, 
medicines, beef tea or stimulants, should never be kept where the patient can see them or smell them. Light colored clothing should be worn by those who have the care of the sick, in preference to dark colored apparel, particularly if the disease is of a contagious nature. Experiments have shown that black and other dark colors will absorb more readily the subtle effluvia that emanates from sick persons than white or light colors. Longevity. The following table exhibits very recent mortality statistics, showing the average duration of life among persons of various classes, employment, years, judges 65 farmers 64 bank officers 64 coopers 58 public officers 57 clergymen 56 shipwrights 55 headers 54 lawyers 54 roadmakers 54 blacksmiths 51 merchants 51 calico printers 51 physicians 51 butchers 50 carpenters 49 masons 48 traders 46 tailors 44 jewelers 44 manufacturers 43 bakers 43 painters 43 Shoemakers 43 mechanics 43 editors 40 musicians 39 printers 38 machinists 36 teachers 34 clerks 34 operatives 32 it will be easily seen by these figures how a quiet or tranquil life affects longevity the phlegmatic man will live longer all other things being equal than the sanguine nervous individual marriage is favorable to longevity and it has also been ascertained that women live longer than men how to apply and use hot water in all diseases. 1. The hot water throat bag. The hot water throat bag is made from fine white rubber fastened to the head by a rubber band see illustration, and is an unfailing remedy for catarrh, hay fever, cold, toothache, headache, earache, neuralgia, etc. 2. The hot water bottle. No well-regulated house should be without a hot water bottle. It is excellent in the application of hot water for inflammations, colic, headache, congestion, cold feet, rheumatism, strains, etc. etc. It is an excellent warming pan and an excellent feet and hand warmer when riding. These hot water bags in any variety can be purchased at any drugstore. 3. Boiling water may be used in the bags and the heat will be retained many hours. They are soft and pliable and pleasant to the touch, and can be adjusted to any part of the body. 4. Hot water is good for constipation torpid liver and relieves colic and flatulence, and is of special value. 5. Caution. When hot water bags or any hot fomentation is removed, replace dried flannel and bathe parts in tepid water and rub till dry. 6. By inflammations it is best to use hot water and then cold water. It seems to give more immediate relief. Hot water is a much better remedy than drugs, paragric, dover's powder or morphine. Always avoid the use of strong poisonous drugs when possible. 7. Those who suffer from cold feet There is no better remedy than to bathe the feet in cold water before retiring and then place a hot water bottle in the bed at the feet. A few weeks of such treatment results in relief if not cure of the most obstinate case. How to use cold water? Use a compress of cold water for acute or chronic inflammation, such as sore throat, bronchitis, croup, inflammation of the lungs, etc. If there is a hot and aching pain in the back apply a compress of cold water on the same, or it may simply be placed across the back or around the body. The most depends upon the condition of the patient. Practical Rules for Bathing 1. Bathe at least once a week all over. Thoroughly. No one can preserve his health by neglecting personal cleanliness. Remember, cleanliness is akin to godliness. 2. Only mild soap should be used in bathing the body. 3. 
Wipe quickly and dry the body thoroughly with a moderately coarse towel. Rub the skin vigorously. 4. Many people have contracted severe and fatal diseases by neglecting to take proper care of the body after bathing. 5. If you get up a good reaction by thorough rubbing in a mild temperature, the effect is always good. 6. Never go into a cold room, or allow cold air to enter the room until you are dressed. 7. Bathing in cold rooms and in cold water is positively injurious, unless the person possesses a very strong and vigorous constitution, and then there is great danger of laying the foundation of some serious disease. 8. Never bathe within two hours after eating. It injures digestion. 9. Never bathe when the body or mind is much exhausted. It is liable to check the healthful circulation. 10. A good time for bathing is just before retiring. The morning hour is a good time also, if a warm room and warm water can be secured. 11. Never bathe a fresh wound or broken skin with cold water, the wound absorbs water, and causes swelling and irritation. 12. A person not robust should be very careful in bathing, great care should be exercised to avoid any chilling effects. All the different kinds of baths, and how to prepare them. The sulfur bath, for the itch, ringworm, itching and for other slight irritations, bathe in water containing a little sulfur, the salt bath, to open the pores of the skin, put a little common salt into the water, borax, baking soda or lime used in the same way are excellent for cooling and cleansing the skin, a very small quantity in a bowl of water is sufficient, the vapor bath, 1, for catarrh, bronchitis, pleurisy, inflammation of the lungs, rheumatism, fever, affections of the bowels and kidneys, and skin diseases, the vapor bath is an excellent remedy, 2, apparatus, use a small alcohol lamp, and place over it a small dish containing water, light the lamp and allow the water to boil, place a cane bottom chair over the lamp, and seat the patient on it, wrap blankets or quilts around the chair and around the patient, closing it tightly about the neck, after free perspiration is produced the patient should be wrapped in warm blankets, and placed in bed, so as to continue the perspiration for some time. 3. A convenient alcohol lamp may be made by taking a tin box, placing a tube in it, and putting in a common lamp with. Any tinner can make one in a few minutes, at a trifling cost. The hot air bath. 1. Place the alcohol lamp under the chair, without the dish of water, then place the patient on the chair, as in the vapor bath, and let him remain until a gentle and free perspiration is produced. This bath may be taken from time to time, as may be deemed necessary. 2. While remaining in the hot air bath the patient may drink freely of cold or tepid water. 3. As soon as the bath is over the patient should be washed with hot water and soap. 4. The hot air bath is excellent for colds, skin diseases, and the gout. The sponge bath. 1. Have a large basin of water of the temperature of 85 or 95 degrees. As soon as the patient rises rub the body over with a soft, dry towel until it becomes warm. 2. Now sponge the body with water and a little soap, at the same time keeping the body well covered, except such portions as are necessarily exposed. Then dry the skin carefully with a soft, warm towel. Rub the skin well for 2 or 3 minutes, until every part becomes red and perfectly dry. 3. Sulfur, lime or salt, and sometimes mustard may be used in any of the sponge baths, according to the disease, the foot bath, 1, the foot bath, in coughs, colds, asthma, headaches and fevers, is excellent, 
one or two tablespoonfuls of ground mustard added to a gallon of hot water, is very beneficial. 2. Heat the water as hot as the patient can endure it, and gradually increase the temperature by pouring in additional quantities of hot water during the bath. The sits bath. A tub is arranged so that the patient can sit down I. 